Welcome to DeGay's Watch Degrassi. I'm David. And I'm Marisa. This is the Degrassi Rewatch Podcast, where each week, my expertise and my skepticism will reveal new tidbits, make connections, and shed a new rainbow on this Canadian After School special. Today we are listening to Coming of Age, Season 1, Episode 9. We're also watching it. Watching, listening, you know, processing, taking it into our hearts. We're doing all of those things. So this is, the title of this episode is based on a song yet again. It's the song Coming of Age by Jay-Z. I love the remix he did with Linkin Park. (laughs) You're silly. That's funny though. I wouldn't mind that. I'd listen to it. Lead singer died. They can't do that anymore. Oh, damn. Okay, I will read our synopsis for this episode. Ashley is getting sick of Jimmy's constant company, but is torn because his birthday is coming up. She begins to realize his family life is much different from hers. Emma is frustrated and upset as well, but why? She learns something about getting older as well. That is our synopsis. We come out the gate. It's Jimmy's birthday. He is talking about his parents making lobster and Ashley doesn't believe it. This is the intro to Jimmy's absent parents as a storyline. Fashion crime ticket, Ashley still has her bag with her old style flip phone right in the front. She always has it on her. Ready at a moment's notice. Well, you know, she's president. She's got to be taking calls and, you know... Oh, yeah. She won against JT. (laughs) I know, right? So, Ashley is frustrated. She says Jimmy has had dinner with her family eight days in a row. Now, she's frustrated by this, but to me, that's alarm bells. He's not been at his house for eight days in a row, and his parents don't notice or care. Some people don't like going home. Well, that's fine, but I just think that it's a little bit concerning, you know. So, in the opening scenes, the girls are reading one of those classic teeny girl magazines. I like Paige's glasses. She's fashion crime ticket. Paige is wearing yet another pair of colored glasses. This time it's blue. They're cool, Matches her blue um, outfit she's wearing. Those are going back in style now. So, the guy in the background, he's in a few different scenes. He's standing with Spinner. He's in a few different scenes in this first season, and I kind of feel like they just replace him with Marco. Uh... So, there's a few. This is where the majority of the deleted scenes are from in this episode. So, the girls are reading a teeny magazine with quizzes in it, and, you know, they're quizzing actually about their relationship that's more evidence of that she's not 100% feeling it but one of the deleted scenes is they're going through and playing yuck and yum which is basically where you say who's cute and who's not they had a ton of different old oos people aaron carter the backstreet boys in sync 
all of those people from back then and a bunch of people I didn't know too probably people from like shows and stuff that I was too young to watch because you know this is 01 so I was seven then but uh there's another deleted scene where it's just like an extended uh scene of Jimmy talking about his parents being gone and that he's just hanging out with Ashley and stuff so just more evidence of that did you ever have those 90s posters on your wall I wasn't allowed any posters on my wall Rip. yeah I <laughs> never had boys as far as I can remember I had a life-size Britney Spears poster that I got when I saw her in concert and I think I had other girls and stuff but I don't know if I ever had boy posters here's my basketball throws his basketball at her and just leaves her with it yeah that's like I think that's like another extension of like okay um they're both wearing their big plasticky watches Emma's wearing a really cute horse shirt. I love it. I would wear it. They're studying astronomy and need to know the planets. And Sean is distracting them with talking about astrology. And Emma's acting really angry and frustrated about it. More annoyed than normal. But one of the exciting tidbits for me because I'm a witch and I'm into this stuff they mention Manny's birthday and where she was born so we can like look up a part of her chart so she was born August 15th 1989 and she was born in Manila in the Philippines so she's the thriller in Manila Sure. That was, that's a boxing. I was going to say, is that a boxer? No, it's when Muhammad Ali fought someone. I forget who it was. It was in Manila. And it was labeled as the thriller in Manila. That makes sense. Interesting. Yep. And that's when Manny was born, because... It was just so exciting in Manila during that time. Everyone yeah, was having even though babies. that was probably a decade before 89. <laughs> It was that exciting that it was still a decade later. It was just a thing. So we already knew that she kind of had conservative parents, but now we've learned that she's an immigrant and that her and her parents are from the Philippines, or at least we can assume that they are too, if she was born there. So being that we have that information, she, her son is in Leo. She's a Leo like me. And her moon is in Capricorn. So she obviously has a very bubbly, vibrant Leo personality. Um, but not just that Leos like to be the center of attention, but they also like to give of themselves and they're very, um, they're very giving people. So it's not just about being in the center of attention, but it's about sharing that with all the people they love. And a lot of times their dreams and aspirations come back to that. So, but her Capricorn moon is kind of a more conservative side that she doesn't show as much. So 
So, there you go. Do you think they actually planned that, though? Probably not. They probably didn't know about all that. I, I doubt it because, you know. I wonder what their actual horoscope is. Yeah, me too. And it would be really cool if they happened to mention what time she was born because then we could look up her rising sign and that's, you know, that's an important piece of the puzzle. If you don't know what time you're born, then that leaves a lot of holes in your astrological chart, as it were. So like I said, I'm a Leo and you're a Cancer. They have their exam and Emma is frustrated because she feels like she didn't do as well as she intended because they were flapping their gums and didn't let her study. But Manny accuses her of being a workaholic and this comes up multiple times in the episode and I just didn't get it. I don't know, what does that even mean? She cares too much about school or, I mean, it's a grade school astronomy exam. How hard could it be? And how important could it be? also yeah right like i want to get into a good college and we'll be like ah oh, but you didn't know which planets had rings around them and even then she was learning astronomy when pluto was a planet so basically what she learned was bogus that's hilarious i never even thought about that it's kind of like when our parents were in school and the periodic table wasn't even complete it's like how good, how much did they even have to learn? It's really, it's really questionable. And like, they didn't even have like TI-89s or anything. So it's like, or how like much math could you even do? Recent. It's, yeah, it's just wild that all that's recent stuff. But the workaholic thing's just like supposed to be an alternative explanation for what's actually happening. But I just thought that it was a thing that, Young girls would not be saying to each other normally. But we're back with Ashley and Terry and product placement, another Pringles. We remember the Pringles being in the dance um, in the Eye of the Beholder episode. So Pringles are coming back. A lot of the brands like this, they come back again and again throughout Do they get the to choose the flavor they eat? I don't know. I think that they're eating original. It looks like they're eating original. So I'm sure that they just gave them original. Right. Who would pick that? What Pringles are you into? Um, I mean, salt and vinegar, obviously. And not since I was a kid. And I've just in the back of my mind, whenever I see them, I want to try them again. But the pizza ones. I used to love the pizza one. Yo, I remember that too. The pizza ones were the flavor of choice as a kid. But, you know, we should buy, you know, a cylinder one of these days and give the pizza ones a try again. But I am a little worried that they won't hold up to, you know, your young taste buds are so much more... And also, like, Pringles, they only have flavoring on one side. And it's just, that's just so lazy. Yeah. I think we talked about this last time. You're really not into the one-sided flavor. I mean, name me another chip who does it that way. None, because they're not awful. Well, they're, like, tossed in a bag. It's like, 
I can see. It yeah, is. and they're just probably made on a machine. You're telling me they can't spray the other sides? Maybe they'll come out with Pringle Double Dip or something. <laughs> One of these sides. days. Yeah. <laughs> just for you. So they're preparing for their girl night, girls' night, obviously. They have Pringles and other chips. They're already eating all the Pringles, though. Well, they're getting it on. It's Friday. I'm pretty sure it's like... They have some VHSs from Blockbuster, probably. Right. I remember running the VHSs. I wish we could tell what movies they are, but it's too obscured. But I remember going to Blockbuster, or there was a place called, like, Silver Screen by my house. It was just, like, a local spot. It was Global Video in Scotland. That was the chain one. Was there anything you rented a lot? Um, I, at one point, started renting a lot of those, like, Ernest movies. Because my dad's name's Ernest, but, like, you know, like, Ernest goes on vacation... Or Ernest Goes to Summer Camp. I love those movies. Are those for old people? Probably. (laughs) They are. They're not good. I find them good, but... And there's like... There was a million of them, so as a kid I was like, Oh, great! (laughs) I can just binge on this. That's pretty funny. When I was a kid, I went through a period where... We'd go to the Blockbuster, and I would rent Matilda every single time. I don't know why. Your parents, it probably would have been cheaper to buy Matilda at some point. Probably, but I don't know. Then they would have you watching it all the time, I guess, is their thought. Maybe. (laughs) I like that movie. Danny DeVito is still... He's, like, good and no matter what he's in. Going to Guam. Anyway. So they're coming up on Ashley's house, and the song from the previous episode, Basketball Diaries, comes back. Shake that groove thing. One time now. Uh, Jimmy and Toby are listening to it while they're practicing basketball. And Ashley's annoyed because Jimmy was not supposed to be there. It was supposed to be girls' night. No, Jimmy. They're wearing baggy 90s clothes. Or Jimmy especially. Clothes. His baggy pants. Right. Type of pants that get all destroyed of the heel. Ashley's compa- complaining to her mom that she doesn't want Jimmy to stay for dinner, but ends up letting him stay anyway just so that she doesn't cause a fuss. And it just seems like she doesn't know what she wants or like, There's just something up with her that can't be explained. Kind of seems like since the whole thing she went through with her dad, she's just had more complicated emotions. And her simple, sweet, honey relationship with Jimmy is just like, it's just not clicking the way that it did before. So fond of a frosted lip color. She wears like so many frosty lip glosses. So we're back to Emma, another product placement. She's eating Ruffles. Pretty good chips, better than Pringles. Ruffles are bomb. And she's watching a soap opera and crying. And her mom says those shows are designed to upset people. I learned a lot from this scene. Like, oh, shows can make people upset on purpose. Like, that's an interesting thought. Hmm. 
I think it's also sort of pointing a little bit at itself slightly, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't think Degrassi's necessarily designed to upset people. It's more like educating teens on issues, but it's definitely got a lot of upsetting. But, you know, the perfect thing when you're depressed is to spend money on clothes. Just spend money on something. God, put some money into the economy, Emma. So, Emma buys a new outfit. You can kind of see it in her bag. She talks about the new sweater she got. She'll see her wearing it in the next scene. And they're eating ice cream, and she's just like, I love retail therapy. This is really making me feel better. So, dun, dun, dun. Oh, wow. How'd you do that? Good job. David clicked out of the episode. We got back to it. So then, there's this weirdo. He's like in a weird brown suit, and it's ugly. Oh, it's not brown, but it's still ugly. He says, ooh, I'd like a lick of that. I'd like a lick of your cone. Sue me. And Christine Spike goes all strong woman on him and gets in his face and says, you shouldn't talk to young women like that. It makes us feel bad. It's scary. Don't do it again. And she says, Emma says, ugh, I'm mildly dying, mom. Stop. But she says, never let a man make you feel bad just for being female okay i promise badass no it's super badass i love this message honestly i wish i got more of that as a kid because you know that's the way i would at least react with like ew when like people would make comments or do things that weren't okay and a lot of times people would just be like no just ignore it like you know and Spike's reaction is a lot more uh, healthy, you know, and it gives you your personal boundaries and all that, which is important. And it teaches Emma for the later scene, like, hey, I need to, like, never be ashamed for being a woman. And she really learns. So, obviously, that's the point of them setting up that scene, but, you know. Ashley is basically ready to break up with Jimmy and Toby ends up hearing the whole conversation she has with Terry about wanting to leave him. What is up with Terry's shirt? It's just one of those weird graphic shirts. I feel like they dress Terry like a boy for some reason. Half the time she's wearing just like ugly baggy stuff and then the other half she's wearing really cute stuff. You know, I feel like they just can't make up their mind. So here we go. Emma's in her new outfit. A new white skirt. So I'm a fan of subtitles. Really helps me. Um, But we're currently watching auto-generated ones and they're bad. JT says, ooh, sexy skirt. Um, But Emma just lets it go. And she seems like she's less upset than yesterday. She's kind of letting stuff go. Jimmy, it's his birthday. His locker's all decorated. And a bunch of people come around the corner and silly string him. People you'll never see again. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's meant to be cute. But I'm like, did anything like that ever really happen? Was that a real thing that ever happened? I remember doing like paint pens on people's cars. Uh, high school, back in the day. But Toby comes up to Jimmy 
and he's trying to talk to him about at what he overheard, what Ashley said. And once Jimmy catches on to what he's trying to tell him, he kind of gets a little bit intimidating and gets in Toby's face, which it's like Toby was trying to tell him what was up. So it's like, I don't get why he's so in his face about it, you know? I guess he's just upset, but Jimmy, like a lot of the boys in these early seasons, are just bad at handling it. So next, all the seventh graders are sunning themselves, talking about how Toby had to do it to support Jimmy, who's like his older brother. And it's like meant to be like they've been laying there for a while, enjoying the sun and stuff. And Sean comes up and... (laughs) Emma instead of Emma. That's so ridiculous. Probably because of their accents. Um, he's like apologizing for what happened with their argument around the astrology. And then Emma apologizes too because she realizes it's her fault. And she says, let's go do my horoscope right now. It'll be fun. We have time before class. But then Manny pulls her back down and says, did you sit in something? And they play this really fun beat underneath it that's like drums and stuff it's like and it's like something's going wrong the thing that's going wrong is that emma has gotten her period i like how manny's freaking out as well manny and her both freaking out because manny says this hasn't happened to me yet so they don't know what to do So, (laughs) back to Ashley and her dilemma with Jimmy. She doesn't know if she wants to break up with him or not. But Jimmy knows. And he's like, you don't have to come to my birthday. You can just not come. Whenever Emma is dealing with her period issue, it's playing this same, like, crazy, you know, hand beat, hand drum beat. And it's really hilarious. She's walking really funny. And Manny says, oh, you can get pregnant now. And (laughs) Emma says, oh, great. Can we celebrate by finding me a washroom? That's our Canada speak moment. Washroom coming up again. So this is a very important teaching moment. They're explaining all the ways that you can like cover up when you get your period. Gym shorts, tying a sweater around your waist, you know. But unfortunately for Emma, none of those are going to work because that wouldn't be as funny. So (laughs) Manny runs off to try to find a solution and Emma's left by herself. Ashley's pissed at Toby for talking to Jimmy. And Toby's trying to say, you're just like our parents. You're just like giving up on the relationship. You know, one hint of trouble. And <laughs> this should be forever. Exactly. It's like they were 13. Also, she says, my dad's gay, Toby. That's not one hint of trouble. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. So who should come upon Emma in her dilemma but Paige? Uh, fashion crime ticket on Paige. She has a pea necklace, another necklace. It might be her princess one again. And like a braided headband hairdo. 
She says, oh, your friend came to visit. You're not supposed to wear light colors when you get your period. Is that why she's all in black? Maybe. Maybe it's her period, too. And she says to her, hey, I got a pad if you want one. Like, I'll give it to you. So she actually gives her a pad and says, like, hey, it's got wings. You're all set. <laughs> so you can fly. She says, hey, you'll get boobs now. And Emma says, like, I want boobs. I relate to that. But Paige is actually nice to her. She's like, hey, you're still a kid, just with a mini pad. No big deal. Like, nothing to worry about. You'll be fine. And she's <laughs> a little bit of a mean girl and makes fun of her. But Paige is also nice and, you know, gives people the benefit of the doubt. Manny runs back in with a pair of gigantic gym shorts in hand. And a tissue box. <laughs> Luckily, Emma doesn't need the tissue box. She got her wings, but... Uh, so, we're in Miss Kwan's class. I don't know why the classroom looks different, but who cares. JT and Toby's report is bad. Miss Kwan's like, uh, you just gave a synopsis. It's the number one rule of English class. You can't just explain that you knew what happened in the book. You have to actually analyze it. <laughs> Aww, French vanilla, rocky road, chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. So next up is uh, Manny and Emma's presentation. Um, and Manny's having to hold up her gym shorts because they're so big. Were there ever group reports not till like high school that seems like a little bit like weird but jt and toby keep making jokes like oh they're too big for you did you pee your pants and stuff and emma says no i just got my period for the first time menstruation you may have heard of it happens to oh 50 percent of the population Perfectly natural. Nothing to be ashamed of. Right, Miss Kwan? And Miss Kwan's like, yeah, I'm having mine right now. <laughs> Toby drops his pen. Sean's eyes, like, pop out of his head. But he also smiles and he's impressed. She's like, wow, he's, she's not afraid to, like, tell it like it is and tell those jerks to shut the fuck up. So he... Is a little bit weirded out, but a little bit impressed. <laughs> just Skyped, oh, who did MEP on pants? I just got my period. <laughs> Too old, 50%. Happens to old 50% of the population. Ugh. Anyway. Sorry. Subtitles that are trying to predict what is being said, they're not as good. We should look at our generated closed captions for our podcast. So it's the whatever it takes moment because she's willing to admit her period and like do whatever it takes to shut those boys up. And like, it's like her mom told her before, don't be embarrassed to be a woman and don't be embarrassed to, you know, tell a guy to shut the fuck up if he's bringing you down. That's what she learned from her mom. So... That's what she does. And when that happens, um, you know, Sean's, like, freaking out. But when we're seeing Sean and his eyes bug out of his head, 
you're also hearing like a heartbeat in the background like a really fast heartbeat so it's like is that implying that he's like so impressed by her that he's just like getting all like excited and he like I'd find it weird for someone to get excited about a person's period but I guess if that's the way they want to get excited about a potential date. I think then it's... that's their own thing. Like, oh, you're wearing gym shirt. Maybe he's like, she can get pregnant now. Maybe he's like Manny. He's like, isn't that great? And she's going to get boobs. Think... And she probably has wings. So I can fly on her <laughs> like in Pokemon. <laughs> Back to a Sega. <laughs> I don't think that's what he's thinking. I think it's more just that she's not afraid to just, you know, she's a strong woman and she'll tell it like it is. Difference of opinion, I guess. Oh, the skater kids and the football kids. Oh, everyone's leaving. Oh, she's on a razor scooter. Hopefully Bye. she doesn't get her ankle clipped. Oh, man, that shit hurts. So I think this is the first time seeing Jimmy's house. It's really fancy and new looking, at least for the time. It's kind of got a matrixy vibe. They come in, the lights are off in the house. They turn on the lights and Jimmy says, hey, mom and dad, I'm home. And then it becomes obvious that they're not there. And he says, hey, they're not like your family, okay? And it's really sad. Like it's his birthday and his family's not even home. They have a plate of pomegranates that look like onions. But back to Jimmy's house. Um, his family's not there. Jimmy's life is very similar to a character in Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. Spimmy? No. Timmy? Lucy. Oh. Her Still parents. and why? Her parents both work. And they're busy a lot, and she's by herself a lot. And when she goes through hard times, she's just on her own, dealing with it on her own. So, apparently, Jimmy, the pizza guy, knows him because he orders so much. That's kind of sad. Like the usual medium pepperoni. I mean, the usual is kind of nice at a bar or something. Yeah, that is kind of nice when. People know who you are. Place where everybody knows your name. Like the pizza place for Jimmy. But Jimmy has all these emotions going on. He knows that Ashley said whatever she said. She knows. He knows that his parents didn't show up for his birthday like they promised. And he's so pissed that he yells at Ashley like, Let's break up. It's over. So go. Get out of here. Go. And that is the it goes there moment of the episode. He screams at Ashley and takes out everything on her. Granted, she's kind of being a bitch, but it's also his parents and everything like that. In the next scene, Paige Emma... Paige killed the cookie monster. <laughs> Emma decides to have a petition to get a tampon dispenser installed. And, you know, she says, never be embarrassed to be female. Paige, like David just said, fashion crime ticket is wearing her Cookie Monster sweater and another pair of colored glasses. They're like purple and orange. She tries to embarrass Emma and pulls a mean girl move by being like, hey, Sean, 
come sign Emma's petition for tampons. But he signs it and says, if it's Emma's idea, it must be good. And he just, like, flirts straight on with her. He just does not care about, you know, whatever. He thinks that her strongness is cool. Ashley and Jimmy are both looking at photos of each other in their lockers and just, like, thinking about their breakup and, like, Ashley decides to go try to talk to Jimmy. She still has her bag with her flip phone in it. Ashley tries to apologize and say that she overreacted. She hugs him and she, they, the music plays and it's the make it through moment. He says, I love you, Ash. And they hug again. And it's like, they're going to get back together. Just like Toby wanted. The weird thing is, is that it just seems like Ashley doesn't know what she wants. She doesn't know if she wants to leave him or not. And she's just all mixed up, you know? She's the president and she has all this stuff going for her. But she's had a hard year with her mom getting back together or not getting back together but getting a boyfriend and having a new brother and then her dad being gay and just having to deal with all that stuff and that's not over in this season I'll let you know Ashley is not done with her drama but you know what is done this episode that is the end of coming of age Thank you so much for listening. So stay tuned. Next time we'll be listening to episode 10, Rumors and Reputation. Emma sees something fishy going on with Liberty and Coach Armstrong. But will her small discussion about it turn into something she can't control? Is that going to be drama? You know it will be, because it's Degrassi.